It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay, so today is Sunday, uh, November 5th, 2017. It's a couple of minutes after 6 p.m. Me and my man, Ben Louie. Ben, ben. There you go. <laughs> and uh, we're about to drop uh, session two of Happily Ever After. Uh, we're going to be talking about the most painful challenge um, of relationships. Um, there is the most important one. There is the most challenging one. There is the most complicated one, and then there's uh, the se- then there's the, the third one is like one that's like you don't even know it's supposed to be happening, even though you're feeling the effects. And then the last one, most people think is the most important one, but it's only the fifth one. So I'll just go through that real quick. Uh, the number one problem, but most folks have no clue about it, is uh, knowing who you are. You got to know who you are. Otherwise, you just you, you got no shot at being in a great relationship because you're only going to attract somebody else who don't know who they are. And then you'll both be wondering how come you're not making the other not making me feel better. That doesn't work. That's a two year old relationship. The second one is, and it's much more than that, but we went over that already. The second is uh, not understanding gender differences. That's what we're going to talk about today. And also, we're going to talk about the nature of relationships. Uh, the third thing, third biggest issue is not managing emotions, which is not the same thing as not knowing how to manage emotions. You just ain't manage them. See, you got to know you got to manage them before you can even know whether you know how to manage them or not. <laughs> and so people wonder why they be all pissed off not knowing that, you know, hey, you know, you, you probably want to manage your emotions and why. Uh, so that's session number three. Session number four is – problem number four is um, – Breakdowns of structural and other breakdowns. Anything that has a breakdown is a problem. It's actually the most complicated of the problems. It's the thing that makes people feel like relationships are complicated more than anything else. And so uh, I'm not even going to go into it. It's, it's, ugh. but it's really way simpler than we think. I'll just give you a hint. Uh, in landmark, the landmark form, they say life is empty and meaningless. And it's empty and meaningless. That is empty and meaningless. Um, that is um, the essence of breakdowns, but since we don't see it that way, it's a big-ass problem. And then number five is miscommunication. And most people are like, oh, no, that should be the first thing. That's the most important thing, communication. No, that's the most important tool. It's not the most important thing. The other things are more important because if you have great, if you know how to communicate greatly, and you get other stuff, that's what's making your communication hard or not working. So... Anyhow, so uh, we're going to talk about number two. Do you remember anything about uh, session uh, number one, which is uh, knowing who you are and what to look for and that stuff? Do you remember that? Any of it? Um, I'm stuck to dating. Uh, say, say it again. We went through the nine steps of dating. Yes. Uh, a bunch of skill levels. 
uh, <clears throat> you mentioned how to have a good date. Oh, yeah, no, no. We, we, we talked about that. We talked about something different now. Oh, the first session of Happily Ever After is um, knowing what your highest aspiration for being in a relationship is, right? Making a difference versus, you know, being content or living a life of adventure. You remember that part? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, that's what I was asking about. Yeah, the nice stuff today, and that's a whole other conversation. So, because uh, I know when we did that, when you was like, damn, you like you had epiphanies all over the place, man, you know? Do you remember any of those epiphanies now? Uh, Something about core values. Yeah. The list of principles that email you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you want to stay present to that because that's what's going to help you pick the right person. Knowing that stuff, your okay. love languages, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. back now. Yeah. You you back there now? Good, good, good. good. <laughs> because if you don't if you don't know those, then you won't be able to pick the right chick because you won't know that you're not picking the one who who's a match for that stuff. Yeah. So, right, and that's painful like a mofo. I'm just saying. All right, so um, I got that. So, um, yeah, now we're going to start on uh, session two. You know, I've heard you actually, before I go there, I've actually heard you say, you know, uh, something that sounded like, you know, you was dealing with somebody, but there wasn't quite the thing that you're looking for, the thing that, you know, you know will be a fit. You've mentioned that early on after the first session, but um, but that's okay. I want to bring you back somewhat with uh, session two. What was the biggest epiphany? Because you was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, at the end of that session. Maybe you just need to re- listen to the recording or something, but you was like, oh, my God, around that one. So do you remember what that was? No. Ugh. Okay, I got it. No problem. Hopefully I'll say something that will help bring it back. Something to do with core values and being yes. able to something to that effect. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got to maintain your standards, just like Justin Sterling says. You know? He says, uh, don't, don't, you can't, um, what do you say? Can't, ter- something like your terms. Can't compromise. Like, say it again. You can't compromise your terms. Right. Yeah, that wasn't the word he used, but he might as well have been compromised, was not the word he used, but, uh, can't break your terms or something like that. Anyhow. Same difference, you know. It's just that um, you got to know what your terms are in the first place, your standards are, which is what that list of uh, qualifications are, the core list of uh, principles, I should say. So, all right, let's get started, man. Cool. So uh, today's uh, session number two is not understanding gender differences. Why? Not understanding gender differences is such a huge problem for any type of relationship. And this means, you know, business-wise, family, whatever. Number one, there is a real difference between how men and women see the world. And if that's ignored, you'll be blindsided by those differences. You'll wonder where the mix-ups in your communication came from, why people don't think the way you do, and a thousand other issues. Most people have both masculine and feminine aspects to their personality, and understanding both aspects allows us to connect with others more completely. 
Not under, number three, not understanding the differences prevents us from knowing ourselves. We learn who we are in many ways by understanding others in comparison. It's not that you compare yourself to others. It's more like others help us define who we really are by continuously noticing what's not us, what's not true for us. They're different from us. And so their differences make us notice our, ourselves more. You don't oh, say. I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like this, I'm that. Right. So uh, the number one difference between men and women, men need to be successful uh-huh. Women need men, women need to feel safe and secure. You know what's interesting? Women don't ever think that they actually are safe and secure, but they need to at least feel safe and secure. They need to have the emotional experience of being safe and secure. It's like no, there's no guy on the planet that could eliminate any kind of thing that could get to solve a woman's problem. But if she feels like he's 100% game, and he's very skillful at resolving 99% of the issues 100% of the time, then she will feel safe and secure around him. Like, even if he can't, he's not capable, I, I know he's going to give his best. He'd even die for me. Right? So, because, you know, when you think about it, we, we can't stop tsunamis, earthquakes, you know? We can't stop, stop you know, fair plane crashing into our house. But... What we could, what, what knowing that the person that you're with is committed to doing something about it is what makes them feel safe and secure. And I get it. So, we cannot stop a tsunami, an earthquake, yeah. a tornado, an airplane crashing into our house. Right. So, but a woman who's with a man who's reliably doing the best he can at all times. Even though he he might die trying to help her, she will trust and feel safe and secure because of him, not because he's capable of solving those problems. So, in other words, a woman feels that a man is reliable, or projects the illusion that he's reliable, then she'll feel safe and secure with him. Yes, but it has nothing to do with his actual strength. Well, it actually does, but it's more than just his actual strengths. She actually needs to see his actual strengths and his commitment combined is what makes her feel that way. Basically, it's the feeling that she can trust him. Yes. Actual strength yes. is, then in that case, all the bodyguards will be getting laid because, you know, they protect people. Well, they also need to feel sexy too. So I'm going to explain what it looks like on the court, like the hands-on molecular level, um, what that looks like, having them feel safe and secure. And it's actually fairly simple because we're designed to do the things that they need us to do. We just don't know it because they don't tell us it. You'd be amazed how many women I tell say, listen, you know why guys like to play games? Say, why? I said, because you know, it's fun winning. Men need to feel, like, successful. But you know another reason why men like playing games? Why? Because they tell us the rules to the game before we start playing. We don't have to guess how what's it going to take to win. <laughs> really? Wow, I never thought of that. Yeah, right. Smack. I want to smack him in the head, you know what I mean? But y'all don't want to tell us nothing, and you expect us to win. Damn it. <sighs> Anyhow. <laughs> they do. Men are very competitive. 
Yes. We need, to feel safe. we need to feel successful, yes. Everybody's looking to look good and avoid looking bad, both, both men and women. Like, men is more about competing and shit, like playing pool or yeah. playing darts. And women want to look good physically. Like, yesterday, yeah. the other day, it was, like, really cold, and these fucking bitches were wearing the skirts, like, right up here. Ooh. They don't care. They, they do anything just to dress up and look good. Yeah, I'm going to explain I, a lot more of that. Or not, you know? Yeah. Get out of the yeah, way just for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to uh, explain it a lot more simply and uh, deeply. Um, it's going to make sense, bro, I promise you. So, yeah, so men need to feel successful and be successful. We actually need to feel feel successful and be successful. They should have the experience of doing something that was successful and then have the feeling that comes with it. Because a lot of times the guys can be doing something successful but not necessarily feel like they're being successful. Or they can feel like they're being successful, but they actually ain't, so they're in a, in a delusion. Um, Cogn- I, can th- I can think of at least one guy like that. Um, say that again. Cognitive dissonance. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's a little bit of that going on in Washington, D.C., for example, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of that going on down in the South uh, in certain areas with certain types of people, if you know what I'm saying. So... Yeah. Anyhow, uh, again, men need to feel successful and be successful. Women need to feel safe and feel secure. This knowledge, this is the number one difference between men and women. This knowledge cannot be thought of, kept in mind, or spoken of too much because it's the air men and women breathe. You can keep this in mind for the rest of your life and speak about it five hours a day, and you'll still miss out on the implications of this fact. I got to tell you, I got to constantly remind myself that women need to feel safe and secure. I got to constantly remind myself. If I'm on a subway and a woman jerks her head, she was feeling unsafe and insecure. If I'm standing on a line or I see her looking around and don't want to make eye contact with people, I know that, that that's feeling like unsafe and insecure. It's almost like I'm never going to ever get it the way they got it. You know, they're never, they can watch us urinate and spell our name in the snow all they all we want, but they're never going to be understanding what it feels like, and it's kind of the same way for them, you know, like, like, like they're never going to feel 100% safe and secure, uh, except for on occasion, and and then those occasions float away, and then something new comes up, it just, it's just how they're built, but it's a lot of what makes them take action, it's a lot of what motivates them to do whatever it is they do and be however they be, it's part of their life, part of who they are. So, you know, God must have had a good idea with it, and um, I can explain how come shortly. So I will, matter of fact. Uh, but, yeah, you can you – can, listen, I've been paying attention to this since I did the men's weekend, and then I did uh, Allison Armstrong's PAX program stuff. And you can't predict what's going to happen. The best you could be is like in a, a, a sports announcer, color commentator sports announcer, right? Telecom, the announcer talks about the play as it's happening. The color commentator describes what just happened. <laughs> That's the best you're going to be when it comes to dealing with women. Man. You're never going to be able to predict, but you'd be able to look at it and analyze, and then later on have a good idea of what's possible, what's not possible. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's what's – they keep looking at the other – look at the other team's stuff, 
and then they get a good sense of what the team can and can't do, what the team do and don't like. But they still can't predict what's going to happen in the next play. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, just like investing. You don't know what's going to oh. happen. You can only look yeah. at your end. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's really what it's like with women. And once you really understand your woman and you understand women in general, you can get to a point where you can predict sometimes what's going to happen. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't stand in the world of prediction. I would stand in the world of preparation and and um, and uh, practices, um, habits, um, <clears throat> like like that. So, all right. So men want to be successful, which is not the same as men want to win. Winning implies losing, whereas success implies everyone wins. In fact, if that's one of the hallmarks of a mature male versus an immature male. The mature male wants everyone to win, to succeed, to be happy, whereas the immature male only wants to win at whatever is important to him. If you're in a relationship with a man and you're not doing everything in your power to have him experience being successful, you may as well begin your countdown on how long it will take before the relationship ends. And, and this is, you know, obviously this is co-ed, so I'm, I'm saying that to women, even though, you know, a woman, you still need to hear it anyhow, I think. If, on the other hand, you're in a relationship with a woman, this could be family, work, romantic, and she isn't feeling safe and secure around you, don't expect her to be happy around you or because of you. Expect to be overwhelmed by the intensity of her emotional outbursts. <laughs> <sighs> women don't care about winning anywhere as much as men do. But then again, men don't care anywhere as much about safety and security as women do. Regardless of sexual orientation even, the more you understand and learn about women, the more you'll come to understand yourself in particular and men in general and vice versa. The contrast between how they think and how you think, how you act versus how they act, why you do what you do versus why they do what they do is of tremendous value to you if you're curious enough to find out. For example, the more a woman expresses her feelings, the more you'll be able to understand your own if you seek that understanding out. So uh, anything you want to say about that before I move any forward? Men and women are complete opposites. More than oh, the way they... I don't know if they're complete opposite. I know they're vastly different. Vastly. Vastly. Biological level. We don't even have the same organs. No, yeah, yeah. Some organs they have, we don't, and vice versa, right? Some. They can give birth. They have a uterus. They can make yeah. milk. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how hard we try. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So, all right, cool. So, throughout our lives, we learn things in a number of different ways. For example, we learn about being informed by teachers, parents, experts, etc., by personal experience, by empirical evidence, whatever that is. We think we got scientifically proven evidence, right? It's curiosity, necessity, instinct, examination, repetition, observation, revelation, mistakes, comparison, and there's more. As you can see, there are plenty of vehicles that can and will teach humans that are effective. When it comes to understanding gender differences, the biggest learning vehicles are the following. Comparison, observation, curiosity. Comparison. One of the top benefits of understanding 
gender differences is how it helps us understand ourselves in comparison to, quote-unquote, others when they're the same gender as we are or the opposite. So, you know, looking at other men teaches us how to be better men. Looking at other women teaches us how we're not like them and what we actually are, right? So this is comparison. Uh, However, if you don't remain open-minded to the possibility that you can become a better human being by understanding others, you'll miss out on the the education and personal development that comparison can give you. Observation. There's a saying I learned from Neil Donald Walsh, the the author of Conversations with God, Conversations with God. In the absence of that which you are not, that which you are, is not. That means in the absence of cold, there is no hot. In the absence of tall, there is no short. In the absence of rich, there is no poor. In the absence of up, there is no down. All your, all our choices are a reflection of what re, what represents who we are and what we want versus not who we are and not what we want. It's in the choices we make that we define who we are. So observation gives you the opportunity to to recognize those choices, to recognize those differences. And then third, curiosity. Contrast between the sexes will help you should you choose to take it on, define who you really are regardless of your sexual orientation. You know, one thing about curiosity is that when you're being curious, it's hard to be anything else, and we're wired for it. It's not like we got to make ourselves curious. We usually got to stop ourselves from shutting down our curiosity. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. When we're over there being curious, it's like we can't do nothing else, man. <laughs> like, huh? What the fuck happened? And your brain is like running, and sometimes you start overanalyzing. But when you're in curiosity mode, it's like in, it's like in humor. It's like a laughter mode. You can't stop, man, until you shut. You have to shut it down. If you don't, if you don't leave it alone, you'll be standing there being curious for a long fucking time. You know, like it takes it takes you over curiosity. You know. So I invite people to take it on. Uh, all right, great. So now, that is the nature of gender differences. There is so much I can say about gender differences. I can talk for the next fucking year about gender differences. Sure but you, I just want. But I think we understand it at the core. Excuse me. We we understand it at the core. You know yeah. that men and women are so different that as long as we understand it. The visual image that experience our whole lives mm. too hard to describe it. I wouldn't mm. be able to describe it. Yeah. So what's more important than understanding how the differences work? What's more important than that is understanding how to use those differences to make the relationship work. But of course. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Number- I already went through part one. That was actually pretty quick. I usually go through that a little longer because people got questions and stuff like that. So before I go into this next piece, anything you want to say about what I talked about just now? I have to take a leak, so I will be back. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. Okay. (laughs) 
I'm going to take a week. Um, yeah. Just got to take a week. I don't like talking about none of that kind of dick stuff, but all right, fine. Michael, oh, the polar shore. Hallelujah. Oh, the polar shore. Hallelujah. How do you get so off key with that? Whatever. I will tell a joke, but I don't know how one that quite that short. Okay, I'm back. All right, cool. All right, part two. We talked about part one, the gender differences, and, you know, some of why it's painful, uh, why it's a problem. I understand that. I didn't talk about the pain part of it yet, but um, it's not really even necessary. It is the most painful part, though. You don't know how to... So one of the things I've discovered is that there's two ways to deal with these... um, um, gender difference issue. One is to understand the gender differences profoundly. The other one is to learn how to work with the uh, with the opposite sex, like how to operate. Like you don't need to know what they think and how they do stuff. You just need to know what you need to do for them in ways that work. And what I've learned over time is that the people who've been um, Dealing with, you know, who've been in marriages that were happy 20, 30, 40 years, um, they don't necessarily understand the opposite sex, but they know how to work with the opposite sex magnificently. So um, I remember one um, Las Vegas convention, Charles Gears. You remember him? Who? Charles Gears. Charles Gears. You remember him? I've never met him, nor have I ever heard of him. Oh, he was um, in this particular convention. He was leading the convention, and he went from being the chairman of the board to the president of uh, MDI right after uh, uh, what's my name, Howard Spirit. Uh He succeeded succeeded Howard Spirit. This was in 2008 or something. Uh Anyhow, um, he was standing in front of, you know, in a circle, closing out the event. And he's, his wife comes out and holds his hand. She uses both her hands to hold his hand. And everywhere he turned, she turned with him as if she was, like, his bag of chips or something. Oh. Like she just was holding his hand like they were high school sweethearts. Yeah, you told me that. That was amazing. <laughs> I don't even know how their sex life was because he had to use a urine bag. So I don't know. I think sex was gone for them. I'm not sure if it really was. But that was just such an amazing experience watching them. She's looking at him like, you know, he's her all-time favorite person in life. (laughs) So they don't, he may understand gender difference or something, but really it's more like they figured out how to interact with the opposite sex. That's what we're going to talk about today. Forget about Oh, I know all these things about women. No, here's how you deal with them in a relationship. You ready? Alrighty. Very cool. Understanding the nature of relationships and how to use them. The nature of relationships is uh, that relationships are three-dimensional. 
There's three aspects to every single relationship. Oh, I think I know what that is. What is it? The man, the woman, and the third entity. And what's the third entity? That's the relationship itself. Excellent. That's exactly what this is. Where did you hear this from? Justin fucking Sterling. <laughs> great, great. I don't remember him saying that in there, quite frankly. I really don't remember. But it's true, because that's, that's, the, that's the real nature of relationships. There's three entities. There's you, your partner, and then there's the space in between called the relationship. And each, each relationship is naturally um, unique. And the reason why it's naturally unique is because you have your life, she's got her life, and then you're going to bring what you bring to the relationship, and then you meet each other in the middle of the relationship, psychologically, emotionally, culturally, you know, all of that. And um, and it becomes, you know, a third entity. You, you guys work on how to make it work together. So you can either master it or you can be annoyed that it don't happen automatically. Make sense? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think it's... Third entity is like a yin-yang. Men are the yin, women are the yang. They come together. Yeah. Balance. Masculine energy and feminine energy. Yeah. This is from the way of the superior man. Great. Like, the more masculine you are, you're going to bring out her feminine energy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how it works. And... You know, the same way, like, if a woman's more feminine, it's going to bring out the masculine side of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about reverse polarities. Whereas yeah. if both of you are pretty much neutral, then the relationship is going to be boring and it's going to be shitty. It's mm-hmm. not like... Well, it's more than that. But I got it. Totally got it. Okay, good. So... Yeah, so there's you, there's your partner, there's the space in between. Each entity within the relationship needs to be nurtured, but in different ways. Each partner needs to nurture the three entities in different ways for the men. Men need to nurture our partner first, the relationship second, then ourselves third. Women need to nurture the relationship first, her partner second, and then herself third. And I stress third because it's not last. You know, people feel like, oh, I got to take care of everybody else. Why take care of myself? No, no, no. You're third. You're on the you're on the scale of importance. Damn it! Not like the last. Don't throw yourself away. Men don't have as much of a problem with that as women do. So let me explain. Let me go into this by talking about women. How it should be, or that's how it is? This is what works. I'm going to explain it to you in a minute, right now. In fact, I'm going in right now. I'm going to start with women first. How they need to take care of their relationship. And how they need to take care of their partner. And how they need to take care of themselves. So let me start with the women. Women need to take care of their relationship first, her partner second, and then herself third. Women have a need to feel safe and secure, so what serves her part of the relationship is to take care of the relationship first and foremost. 
taking care of him is important, but taking care of the relationship is more important because gen- men generally don't know how to take care of the relationship anywhere near as much as women do. Women focus on feelings, intimacy, and communication, whereas men, with their need for being successful, are naturally more focused on making things happen and being the hero, whether they're conscious of it or not. <clears throat> this, is the, this is the main, though far from being the only reason why women serve their relationship and partner best by taking care of the needs of the relationship. Relatedness, you know what I mean? They know how to do that, so they should be doing that because they're better at it than we are. And they make us wrong for not being as good at it as they are, even though we don't make them wrong for not knowing how to lift up, you know, heavy packages and, and, and fix, the, uh, you know, pipes, right? <laughs> we don't make them wrong for not, what, you can't fix the pipe? What's wrong with you? I thought you was. <sighs> you know, we don't do that. But they do that to us in, in drop of a hat. Men, this is, this is critical, bro, men. Yes, you need to take care of her first, the relationship second, and then yourself third. For men, their job and natural abilities point them in the direction of making sure things are working. That means watching their woman to see that she's being taken care of, that she's taking care of herself, and that she's happy in addition to feeling safe and secure. Men don't have the same need for communication and intimacy as women do. When men need it, they need it completely, but not as often as women does. This doesn't apply to sex, by the way. That's not the same thing as intimacy, though it does promote and forward it. Because of this, he can take... Dude, this is key. You ready? Check this out. Because of this, he can take his eyes off of the relationship, but he could never, never, ever, 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 ever take his eyes off his woman. Mm-hmm. The moment she realizes he's taking his eyes off of her, she'll feel hurt, unimportant, and scared because she knows he's not watching out for what could go wrong. That means he's not on duty. That means he can't possibly keep her feeling safe or, in actuality, safe or secure. That doesn't work. He needs to take care of her first, do the best he can in contributing to the relationship, and then take care of himself. Men can take care of their needs in their sleep, so it's no big deal for us to leave ourselves last because we'll never completely ignore ourselves anyhow. Women will completely ignore themselves. That's why we need to keep our eyes on them so they can keep them from doing that dumb shit. That makes sense? <laughs> All right. This is a hard topic, okay? This is... Yeah. And it's also somewhat controversial. So, say more about it. I would imagine if you post this on the forum, people would have a lot of... Like, yeah, they probably, they probably would, because they don't understand gender differences. They probably would. It's mind-boggling, yes. though, that the priorities for different genders are different. Yeah, yeah. When I finally got that, it was like, oh, damn. But, you know, on you... the woman first, right? Yeah. Relationship second. Right. They they themselves are third. Right. Women yeah. have to have relationship first. But why is yeah. that? 
because they're relationship focused. It's just they're better at it. I'll explain it more in a few minutes. I'll go to I'll go to it more in a few minutes deeper. Uh, and then you'll understand it. So the areas of responsibility within romantic relationships. So there's areas of responsibility, right? There's you, there's your partner, there's the space in between. So here are the areas you need to take care of you, the areas that you need to take care of your partner, and the areas you need to take care of the relationship. So the areas you need to take care of uh, you, this is the area you full, you're fully responsible for, making sure these things are working for you. Your health, your financial, your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and mechanical. Mechanical meaning, you know, whether it's uh, your actual ability to move, or, you know, the mechanical things in your life, you know, your car, your phone, stuff like that. Well, those are the things you should be doing anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you got to take care of that regardless of you're in a relationship or not. So your partner, you know what I mean? Now, take you being responsible for taking care of that doesn't mean you're always going to be the one doing it. But you need to be accountable and responsible for seeing to it that it gets done. Doing something and seeing to it that it gets done two different things, even though it's the same result when you actually get it done. Because if you have 14 executive uh, assistants, you are getting things done. But you ain't necessarily the one doing it. But the result is the same. So either you do it or you get your doctor to do it or you get, you know, your T-Mobile to handle your phone if it's breakdown, but you're still accountable for making it happen. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. Next, here's the areas where you're the areas you're fully responsible for your partner. What what's listed? I'm about to give you this list. Impacts your partner's feelings and their relationship's quality of intimacy, love, and trust. In addition, you're responsible for the impact your ways of being, speaking, and acting have on your partner. Whether it's good or bad, assume that you had something to do with however they're feeling being and acting in the moment. So, uh, it's a short list. The things that you're responsible for your partner experiencing is romance, social circle, meaning, you know, being a part of their social circle and vice versa, financial, home life, communication. You're I don't responsible. A, I am about the social circle. <laughs> Say that again. I don't give a damn about the social circle, and I don't expect her to be in mine. I wouldn't imagine people, that's a thing that's important to them. Okay, so you need to be with somebody who don't care about that, because when you marry, you going to just naturally have social circles that you both want to be in. You don't have to have each other around it. When I was married my first time. Are you talking about Excuse me? relationships in general? I'm just talking about relationships in general. Well... When you're married, you have a job. People want to know who your spouse is, you know, especially if you've been there a long time or you're like you're in a, you know, socially, you know, intense um, uh, business like you're in sales, you know, um, um, or you're an actor or, you know what I mean? Like people want to know like what's going on, you know, know, and your spouse is going to want to know who you know, what's going on with that. So it's just a natural progression. Marriage, Marriage is a special breed of relationship. I mean, yes, everybody has already attended the wedding, so they want to know what the hell's going on with you. I was speaking more of a relationship in general. 
Well, like, the I'm first sorry. six months of dating, I don't give a shit about her friend. Fine. That's fine. You don't have to. But at some point, you might want to. So you want to have your partner feel great about including you into their life. That's really what I'm talking about. It's how you blend your lives together. But that's one of the areas blending your lives together is going to make a difference. Personally, I see it as making it more complicated. Excuse me? Personally, I see it as it just makes things more complicated. Oh, got it. Okay, so then you don't want somebody that feels the same way and that you don't give a crap. But what normally happens but what normally happens is that you end up starting to blend your lives together at some point. And if you don't blend your lives together then you'll end up living separate lives. And that's the majority of the reasons why marriages get people get divorced is because they live separate lives. Even though they love each other and it is working, they don't share their lives together. They're doing such different things that they, they can't do their favorite things with their favorite person. So you want to be responsible for making this work, even if you don't care it's that you both got to don't care. It's not like you should care and, you know, come on, let's do this. No, my private life is mine. Your private life is yours. We keep ourselves private and can separate. But when we're together, it's the best thing to happen. Like, what if about hobbies? Well, then. Isn't hobbies. that enough already? Like if, for example, you both like going to the gym, you should just do that. Fine. I don't think how friends are involved. In that. So, so listen, listen, listen. You're saying what I'm saying. You're just defining blending your social circles and blending your lives together differently than the way you think I'm saying it. You said close, to, which implies people who are close to her. Like, maybe parents? That's, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, you got to meet the in-laws but, at the Point. Don't don't you, don't you want to meet their two or three best friends? Because their two or three best friends are going to be trying to talk to them, talk to them about you, giving you bad advice if they suck. <laughs> I'm sure white people have those problems. Okay, but we're not those people. We have our own problems. We got enough things to worry about than our partners, two or three friends. What if we don't get along? Yeah, well, you need to be responsible for that and be and take care of them in the right way. So, but hey, you know. Uh, I'm hearing what you're saying. What you're saying is you don't give a crap. So here's the deal is find somebody else who don't give a crap so you can both be happy about not giving a crap. Okay, so how many percentage of people do give a crap? Most folks don't even know one way or the other. So it doesn't. It almost doesn't matter. But there's some folks, I don't know, I'm going to say it's a small percentage. Most okay, likely. so in my opinion, only like great white people who have too much time on their hands have those kind of problems. They can't get along with their friends and shit. And they're trying to mix two circles. Yeah, I got it. Okay, hey man, I'm not I'm not disputing it. I'm just saying I mean, this is an area you need to be responsible for. Okay, well I'm in a lot of meetup groups. You know, big notice people don't always get along. They don't mix well. Yeah. <laughs> so between two people. <laughs> yeah. So hold on a second. Uh, I got um um um. My my um, I'm babysitting kind of, and I told told everybody I'm going to be here from six to seven thirty on a call. But I just hear somebody came in the house, so I want to let them know that I didn't ignore the fact that they came in. So just give me a minute, all right? Sure. All right.
Yeah. All righty. I wasn't expecting that, but uh, I needed to at least let her know that I wasn't sleeping on the job because um, mom knew, son knew, grandma did not know. So I had to let grandma know so she don't think I'm jerking off or something. I don't know, whatever. All right, I'm back. <laughs> I was trying to say was I'm not trying to disagree with you, but to mm-hmm. me, that problem is a non-problem, okay? That's Great. out there. It's not even relevant. Great. So then you just want to find somebody who don't care about it or cares very little. If it becomes a problem, then you need to know that and, and be able to deal with it, okay? The context was, well, right now you're helping me, right? So I'm like helping you help me. So Yes. Yeah, no, no, dude, I'm not arguing with you at all. I, I appreciate your point, you know. It's important that you say this stuff, that you bring this stuff up as it comes, as it's important to you, you know? Yeah, so, the topic I'm, of marriage as a whole is just not relevant to me. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> We're not worried about that. I know, but at some point, you, if you're fortunate, you'll get there. So I'm just preparing you, but I'm also giving you the tools that you can see who you're dealing with. All right. And, and you can actually take the actions that's going to allow you to stay with them. Okay. That's sort of that's what this is. So, you know, this is not how to pick somebody up. This is how to keep them around when you get them, and how to recognize them so you can get them in the first place. But not from a pickup artist perspective. It's more like from a understanding how women are perspective. And the more you understand what's going on, the more grounded you're going to feel, emotionally, mentally, and otherwise. Like, oh, I got this. I can see I threw your ass now. Ha ha! Can woman like that? You know. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. You're great. Yeah. You know, there might be a time when it's time for you to get married where you're starting to think about this stuff. But in the meantime, you know, the stuff that you may not think is relevant, women might think is relevant. Or, even better, they, they think about, they think stuff is about as relevant as you do, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent. All right. Linda, sure. the lady in the wheelchair. Yes. I give a damn about her friends. <laughs> that's the Got least it. concerns. How much does she care about you t- caring about her friends? None. That doesn't even that didn't even come up. Great. So then, there's nothing to talk about. I'm just telling you that's an area you need to be responsible for. And if you don't care about that, then you need to know that up front, which you do. So there's nothing else to talk about. All right. <laughs> yeah. You don't care. You want somebody who don't care because you don't care. And um, and there's people, women out there who don't care. I never did a survey, so I can't tell you how many of them don't. But I do know women like relationships. And if some of them are private, then okay, fine, they're private. I just want to let you know the areas you need to be responsible for if you're going to be in a serious relationship. Um, and, and, and But you define what that looks like. And so if you say, nah, I don't care, I want somebody who don't care because I don't care because if they care and I care and I don't care, then they're going to be mad at me. So, no, let me find somebody who don't give a fuck about this because <laughs> I don't. Unfortunately, Sunshine, she cared a little bit. But our first date, she brought her friend with with us. Yeah. And then we went to another party with her friend's friends. So that was yes. a mess. What else? Mm-hmm. Some people that. It's got to go with the flow. Yeah. So it sounds like she was having a, she can't tell who, who men are and what's going on. So she brought her friends so that her friends could tell her what they thought about you. 
I bet you that has something to do with it. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, anyhow, like I said, I think, I don't know for sure. <laughs> All right, next. So there's you, there's your partner. The only thing you had a challenge with was the social circle part. But, you know, the romance part, you're responsible for romance. So are they. You know, they're responsible for inspiring you to want to be romantic. Uh, you're responsible for finding ways to be romantic. When it comes to financial, you both need to be responsible for the other one's finances. Whatever way you define it, so you define what that looks like, but you at least need to know what areas you need to be dealing with in this area. You know what I mean? Um, your home life and how you communicate. This is assuming that, you know, whatever your home life is, you know, you live with your parents and she can't come over, she's okay with that, fine. You know, you guys get a place together, fine. You're talking like now it's getting messy and muddy. Well, it could be logistics. It could be, you know, your style of being at home. You know, maybe you don't want to take a shower for three days and she, she gives you permission to be that way. I don't know. I mean, how you live together is really what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Okay, yes. How you live together, you got to have a place to, to return to. All right. Yeah, right. So. Finances. You're mixing finances. That's going to get muddy. Very touchy. Well, you need to know what you're getting into before you say I do or say, hey, will you marry me? You need to be clear about what your what your uh, point of view is around money. You don't need to do that early, but if you don't take it seriously, you better handle it. Otherwise, that could be the reason why you don't get uh, why you get divorced if you do decide to get married. By the time I get married, I'm gonna forget this conversation. So don't worry about the marriage. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I took the I'm men's weekend like. Like, I don't know, eight years ago. Uh, Eric's thing that he mentioned is still irrelevant. The six tasks of marriage, I have it in my notes. It's still irrelevant. I'm not trying to solve problems that I don't have. I got it. Okay. All right, fine. So then, you know, just just hear and say, oh, okay, interesting, and then they keep it moving, all right? <laughs> all right, and now, the relationship part, the, the space in between you and her. These are the areas that you both need to be responsible for, taking care of. You ready? Yeah. Sex, finances, again, family, <laughs> emotions, and communication. Now, early in a relationship, you're not going to give a crap about the finances and probably not the family. But as you get further into the relationship, you want to know who you're dealing with and that y'all are on the same page. So you need to know what you're about because at some point, you'll be fortunate enough to have somebody that you want to marry. You don't want to let go ever again. And if you get that fortunate, God bless you. I'll be happy for you. And then you better remember this shit. And the good thing, this should have been recorded. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but those are the areas that you take care of. Those areas take care of the relationship. Okay? Okay. So now, here's something Justin does not say. I don't know anybody ever said this part. So the space in between called the relationship has two parts to it. Mm. It's dual parts, dual parts. It's two-dimensional. Two I call it two-dimensional. Um, the two parts are, it's like part baby, part business. Uh. Yeah. It's a two-headed way of viewing relationships. 
And this two-headed way of viewing relationships is, in reality, a great way to manage the space in between when referring to relationships as three-dimensional. In other words, let this section support you in taking care of the space in between. So you don't have to remember that other stuff. I'm just telling you the areas that you will naturally become responsible for as it fits your relationship and your desires. So let me tell you what I mean by part baby, part business. You ready? Sure. All right. The baby part. The baby viewpoint is all about keeping your attention on the emotions of the three aspects of your relationship, you, your partner, and the space in between. The emotional side of the relationship is completely personal. And the best way to manage this is to look at it, monitor it, and remain ever vigilant in making sure that you know the impact your ways of being, your acting, actions and reactions are having on the relationship and on your partner. The following list contains some areas to look at. Emotional outbursts, sadness, rejection, breaking or keeping agreements, sex and intimacy, romance or lack thereof, respect, acknowledgement or lack thereof, withholding. These are just some of the areas. Your actions, the actions of your partner, and at times the unexpected will impact the emotions of each of you. How you deal with the emotions that come up will determine the quality of your relationship. By the way, next session is all about relation, about emotions. So you got to be you got to be straight about and be ever vigilant about and consciously managing the emotional side of the relationship. Most people, it's not that they don't know how. They don't know they should be managing their relationships and emotions. It is like a baby. You can never take your eyes off the emotional side of the relationship. You need to know what to do about it. But the first thing you need to know is what is it that you're doing that's impacting their emotions. And what are they doing that's impacting yours. And because of this, I call it a baby because you can never take your eyes off of it. I know I said it, but I'll say it again. You can never take your eyes off of the emotional side of the relationship. That's why you can never take your eyes off of your female partner because they're the emotional side of the relationship. You take your eyes off of her, it's like taking your eyes off an infant. You don't know what's going to go wrong if you're not paying attention to the infant. The emotions are like the infant side of the relationship. Does that communicate? Yeah. Yeah, so anything emotions. Basically, it's managing your own emotions and 80% managing the woman's emotions, isn't it? Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's not gonna just... Have more emotions it's, not, it's not quite managing the emotions, even though it is. It's not quite managing. It's more like seeing what's going on and be responsible for causing the emotions that make the relationship worthwhile. It's like the stuff that works, that makes her happy or makes her feel, you know, ways that's great, do those. The stuff that don't work, don't do those. But you, need to, but you need to be paying attention to that. If you're not noticing, you're just going to do whatever you feel like, and then you're going to be wondering, why are you, being, why are you getting so upset? Because you ain't paying no attention to my ass. Damn it. Yeah, a woman's emotion is like an ocean. Yeah. 
Yeah, you need to be paying attention, bro. Like big time. You just have to. Yes. Yeah, you have to direct the currents and. Yeah, you you just need to take care. You just need to do things that has her feel taken care of. And I'm gonna go all the way in next session on this one. So, um, you know, just just be with this for now. Next session, I'm going all the way in on on emotions because there's such a thing as an emotional culture to a relationship, and that's what I'm pointing to when I talk about it more next session. Yeah. So, um, and then. Uh, the business part of the relationship is, um, well, I'll just say it like I wrote it. In business, leaders and owners look for solutions to problems, metrics to see what can or needs to be improved, and does research to make sure what they think is accurate is indeed accurate. They treat their business as a math equation. The business viewpoint of a relationship is all around the world of things that impact relationships. Those things should be treated as objectively and then as like as possible. This includes but is not limited to money, family and social relationships, health and fitness, home environment, or anything that resides in the world of things. This is because things can impact emotions, but only if you let them. Life is empty and meaningless, and is empty and meaningless, that is empty and meaningless. Yeah. By looking at what can be dealt with unemotionally, you'll free up your mind to see clearly what needs to be handled and then just go handle them. Like a business who needs more sales, look at the functionality of your relationships without emotions, and you'll be more productive and happier in the long run. You want to know why? Why? Because feelings are terrific servants but terrible masters. Get them out of the way when it comes to things. The terrific servants, but terrible masters. Yes. What makes them servants? What's the difference? What makes them servants? When you use them versus them using you. You use your emotions to motivate you, to give you tips and clues to make, you know, profound, deep decisions. That makes sense. Like... Like when you have anger versus anger has you? Exactly. Uh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. And you're not being controlled by your emotions, but your emotions are leading you in a direction somewhere, and then you use your intellect and bring as much empty meanness as possible so you could do something that you're going to be happy with long term. Yeah, that makes sense. But most of the time, people get mad and then they punch somebody or shoot somebody and they go to jail for 25 years because of the thing that they felt like doing. And it's an extreme example, but that happens in relationships every day. Not the shooting and the punching, <laughs> but the reactions, you know? Life is empty and meaningless, and it's empty and meaningless that is empty and meaningless. For real. Okay. If you're not using the emotional aspects of your relationship for creating love, then you're probably making an emotional mess. That's what I'm ending with that. So, here's an optional assignment. Look at all of your relationships you've had in the past, or and the ones that you're dealing with now. Just you know, look at them, and then identify which aspects of your relationships tend to be either 
basically emotional or basically unemotional? Which aspects of your relationships? This inquiry is intended for you to see how you've been relating to relationships when you, when you have operated true to what's been stated earlier and when you haven't. I believe if you give this your full attention and intention, you'll emerge as a much more skillful relationship partner because you'll recognize patterns that don't serve you and you'll be able to eliminate them. So you'll get this, you know, recap shortly. But, you know, I'll just say this. I usually wouldn't say it this early, but I'm going to say this. Relationships are knowing who you are and understanding gender differences and then understanding how to manage a relationship, the emotional side and the physical side, the, 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 the breakdown side, and then communication. But the three sessions, sessions two, three, and four, are really the three-dimensional relationship broken down in three different aspects, three different sessions. When you really look at relationships, as you, you know, there's, there's knowing who you are and being with somebody who knows who they are. And then it's, you know, working the, the three dimensions, the three aspects of the relationship, you, your partner, and the space in between, knowing how to work you, your partner, and the space in between as works for your partner. And then, because your partner don't need, you don't need your partner to be fixing you and fixing things. You got that already. And they don't even know how to do it anyhow, so why are we even talking about it, right? That's your job with them. And their job is to manage the emotional part because they're better at emotions, more satisfied with them, more practice with them, more comfortable with them, and all of that. So let them handle the emotional side of the relationship, the relationship part of the relationship. You join them, but it's really their, 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 their domain. And it so, is. yeah, it is. It's yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you don't let them do it and, and, and work in ways that allow them to do it, it becomes hostile, foreign, dangerous enemy territory. <laughs> you know that. I remember that. And of course you remember that. How could you not, right? I mean, all four of those words, damn. And I don't know what order he says it, but it don't matter as long as you say all four of them, right? So, um, <clears throat> So foreign, hostile, dangerous enemy territory. That's actually how he says it. Foreign, hostile, dangerous enemy territory. That's what we call it, relations. That's because we don't understand gender differences and we don't understand in which order we need to operate and which order they need to operate so we can support them in managing the emotional side of the relationships. And at the same time, we're handling the, 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 you know, the business side of the relationships, the thing side of relationships. you got to an uh, eye on your woman all the time. Otherwise, yeah. fuck. Right, right. So, I mean, this doesn't mean you following her around and you, you're stalking her, but it means that you got to pay attention to everything she's thinking, feeling, and saying. You got to do nothing about it unless there's something to do about it. But you need to be able to predict to some degree what's going on with her, and she needs to know that you're feeling the certain way, the right way, it's that she's so important that you can't take your eyes off her. That's the only way she's going to feel safe and secure is when she knows you ain't taking your eyes off of her. Okay. And and when she knows that you're not taking your eyes off of her, even when you're not around, like you check it in to see if she got home okay or something. I mean, you you know, you'll find your natural expression for how to do that. But in the five love languages is a large part of that, by the way. Okay. Then, you know, you let her, she'll feel safe and secure around you, whether you're a tall guy or a small guy. You know, a little, a little guy that's like three inches shorter than her, but 
you know, he owns three companies and he knows how to manage people, she don't feel he's a strong motherfucker. And I'm not saying necessarily about the money part. More like he knows how to get people to do stuff. Wow, this guy's really strong, really mm-hmm. powerful. You know what I mean? So they're looking for some def- some demonstration of a strength they could never have themselves. Yeah, and like think of your eyes of her, and when you're together, she's always testing you. Yep. Testing you until never, the right. never gonna stop testing yeah. you until you until you in the ground. Anyway, say, oh, he was a great guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so next week I'm going to talk about, uh, well, next session, it could be earlier, later on this week, if you want, I don't give a fuck, but, uh, um, yeah, we're going to uh, talk about emotions. Dude, it's going to take something, bro. <laughs> but then again, you know, you're 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 so much more enlightened than when we first started trying to do this stuff together. You'll get it pretty good. But you got to understand how to manage emotions. You actually have to understand that you have to manage emotions. The impact of these emotions, we're going to talk about that. But we're going all the way in next session. On that. So, uh, and then after that, we're going to go all the way in on, on um, breakdowns. So that's your job to manage the breakdown, bro. Uh-huh. And if you, and if you can't manage them, she's going to think you ain't strong enough. And that's, that's the end of that one. No matter how much, how much you give her orgasms, you can't handle breakdowns. See them come in or, or manage them when they do show up, you ain't strong enough for them. You ain't smart enough for them. You don't, there's no way for them to feel safe and secure about it. So you got to be able to manage both sides or, or figure out how to have both sides of the relationship, the space in between, handled. Make sense? Yeah. All right, cool. All righty, man. Uh, any other questions or comments you want to? So, yeah, yeah I feel like there's no time for questions. Excuse me? Look at that sound. What's that sound? That sound? I, I don't hear any sound. What are you talking? What are you talking? Uh, you still there? Hello? Uh, Mr. Louie? Hello? Big Ben? Yo? Hello? All right, listen. I'm going to uh, turn the recording off. We'll still talk, but I'm going to turn the recording off. I cannot hear you, bro. I don't know what's happening. Oh, he dropped off. Oh, shit. I wonder if you can see I'm gonna hang up. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.